So having a business coach really helped me, I'd say, get out of the day-to-day and out of the weeds so much and helped me see the bigger picture. Welcome to another episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast. We are in episode four with another special guest, Denise Wilson. Denise Wilson is a successful business aviation entrepreneur that has been a part of several organizations that she started up on her own and been a part of and also sold some organizations as well. And she recently started her new venture, The Jet Agent, where she is the president and founder of the organization. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast interview where Denise will share some of the lessons learned of her being an entrepreneur. Really hope you enjoy this podcast interview. Well, Denise, thank you so much for uh, being on our podcast and really, really uh, thankful for uh, you taking out the time. Well, thank you, Cameron, so much for the invitation. Yeah. So, um, so Denise, just so everyone can get to know you, uh, that's listening on the podcast. I know some of the folks listening from the aviation world are very familiar uh, with you, but can you tell us a little bit about your uh, background in the aviation industry? Well, sure. I started flying in 1997, so I entered the aviation industry as a pilot, uh, in fact, as an airline pilot. So I worked at a regional airlines, uh, regional airline in the early 2000s and first learned about business aviation right after 9-11, uh, after I was furloughed from the aviation job, uh, the airline job, uh, but got into business aviation right after 9-11 and started flying a citation jet. And that's where I really uh, learned uh, about what a wonderful industry we have, uh, you know, in this side of aviation, using private aircraft, business aircraft to help companies and people achieve what they're trying to achieve in their life. So I was a professional pilot for several years and then um, kind of accidentally started my first business in um, 2006, seven, that time frame, where I had some clients who um, needed some assistance buying airplanes and, and using those aircraft in their business. So I started a company uh, at the time uh, called Desert Jet, which was acquisitions and sales, and then eventually uh, got into aircraft management and charter. Uh, a few years later, because of the demand that uh, my clients wanted uh, maintenance and didn't want to have to fly their airplane an hour, either westbound or eastbound from their location to to go to a maintenance facility. So I built a jet maintenance facility um, in the area that I was living in at the time in the Palm Springs area called Desert Jet Maintenance. And then a few years after that, built an FBO, Desert Jet Center. And I sold all of those three companies back in 2020, but continued doing what I, frankly, what I love the best, which is buying and selling jets. And I've been doing that for full-time for the past four years. Awesome. Well, that was a, uh, a quick recap of your uh, very lengthy experience um, in the, in the, in the business aviation industry. And, you know, I'm sure how has mentorship played a role throughout your journey in the aviation industry so far? Well, you know, I've been fortunate that I've been on both sides of the mentor mentee fence, uh, especially early in my career. I, I benefited, I think quite a bit from, um, other women in particular, but also some men, but primarily other women in the aviation industry in the uh, late night, you know, early 2000s, let's say. Um, other women that were airline captains and such that were involved in formal mentorship programs at certain airlines, 
Um, when I learned about those programs, I took advantage of everyone I could possibly take advantage of, you know, everyone that I'd heard about. And um, there were several women, you know, female captains who um, I think really took a lot of their time to help many of us um, lower time pilots kind of coming up the, the ranks. Um, so that I think that experience for me was probably one of my more significant uh, aviation specific um, early mentoring experiences. Um, and then as I uh, moved up the ranks myself and started my own businesses, I think a lot of my attention then turned to me being a mentor, um, a mentor of either my employees or of new co-pilots um, or other people that had maybe heard me speak at a conference or what have you and reached out just cold and, you know, wanted to, to hear how maybe my experiences might help them in their career and their development and growth. And then once I uh, became uh, a leader at my own companies, um, I took advantage of mentorship through a, a very formal process in hiring a business coach. Um, and to this day, I still um, get business coaching either once or twice, uh, well, every week or every other two weeks. And that's been a significant experience for me. Um, as you can imagine, you know, all of us, our growth never stops. If we stop, we die <laughs> in a lot of ways, at least internally I do. Um, so having that ability to have, um, I consider my business coach, my mentor, having that relationship with that individual is, uh, is very special to me. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'm sure you saw a lot of great value in having a business coach, but what was it that made you um, even entertain the idea of uh, getting a business coach in the first place? You know, I saw with uh, my company that my company was growing at a pretty quick clip. Um, we, for example, we were on the Inc. 500 list five years in a row. And my, my method of learning at the time was reading every business and leadership book I could get my hands on and going to every conference, you know, basically, you know, like most people, I'm sure you, um, you either have people in your life that you can go to, or you read books or you get formal education. And so I was doing my best with books and conferences to uh, learn as much as I could and to kind of keep ahead of the growth of my company and it wasn't cutting it. So, um, that's how quickly the businesses were growing and changing and how quickly we were bringing employees on. So having a business coach really helped me, I'd say, get out of the day to day and out of the weeds so much and helped me see the bigger picture um, of how the business would grow. But also, I think, helped me significantly in my role as a leader and really seeing you know, what was important along um, along our growth path. And then why would you say, um, you know, why is mentorship so important in all our journeys, whether it's professional or, or personal mentorship? Well, in my view, um, I think a fulfilled life is one where you are giving of yourself to other people, which is why I think I enjoy um, starting businesses so much, or maybe not the starting the business part, but running a business so much. Uh, because I am able to, you know, 
really spend my time thinking about what it is my customers want, what it is my employees want. Uh, sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I fail, but I think it's that pursuit of happiness and having a purpose in life. And I don't think there's any greater purpose than giving of yourself to somebody else for their improvement and for their growth and for their development. So early on in my career, uh, starting out in the aviation industry, I heavily relied on specifically on one mentor. Yeah, so all everything I did was really skewed uh, because I was only getting that one perspective. So why is it important to have uh, more than one mentor in in your uh, as a part of your career journey? Well, yeah, I think you nailed uh, exactly one very important reason. But I think also mentors come in different shapes and sizes and have different backgrounds of experience. And the perspective that you can gain, um, you know, changes uh, depending on what that person's life experience has been and what what has been important to them and their journey up to this point. So, for example, I had, you know, besides the business coach I have now, um, I actually had a few others, you know, leading up to him, and each one of them had different perspectives on, or um, some might have been focused more on, you know, how do you grow the business and how do you scale the business while others were focused on, you know, how do we help make this company a, a leading place to work and a place where everyone is looking forward to coming to work every day, um, where others were more focused on, you know, how do we get to a point to where you exit the business? So I think everyone has their own areas of strength. Um, I know that like, for example, today, if I if I were mentoring the same people I was mentoring 15, 20 years ago, I don't think I'd do nearly as good of a job. What I mean by that is 15, 20 years ago, I was very much in the middle of the airline industry as a, as a pilot. And I knew who was hiring and what you needed to do to, you know, be seen and be visible and be attractive to a potential employer. I'm not in the middle of that world anymore today. So I would not be a good mentor for that right now, but um, I, I am definitely a good mentor today for people that want to be in uh, business aviation, um, women that are interested in starting their own businesses, or I think a couple different areas that I could probably help um, give advice on outside of aviation as well, especially with uh, um, some other interests I have outside of aviation. So I think those um, if the emphasis, right, can change throughout your lifetime and what value you can add to other people. And um, so having different mentors and having different people that you can, you know, trust to give you some feedback. I mean, obviously, that's that's only going to help. And I think just because someone's giving you advice doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to take it. It's good to have different perspectives because um, ultimately the mentor mentee relationship is not a guidebook of uh, do A, B, C, D, and this will happen for you. It's more of a, you know, have you considered these paths? Here's what other people may have experienced in going through this path and just trying to get you know, everyone to open their mind to different possibilities. Mm -hmm. You touched on something good is, um, you know, having um, mentors, but oftentimes uh, you may not, not take that advice. And, um, yeah, oftentimes mentors they they not may not be mentoring appropriately or leading the mentee in a direction based on their selfish needs. Um, so how do how do you encourage mentors to mentor appropriately? 
Well, I don't know that I have a good answer for that one. I think probably my answer is more rooted in um, go when you're going into a relationship, whether you're going into a relationship with a friend, a mentor, a business coach, you know, whatever that relationship is and, and that involves, you know, a mutual level of trust. Um, I think it's going in knowing that you respect the person's opinion and you can speak openly and frankly about how maybe their opinion uh, while you appreciate it, that it's not the right move for you. Ultimately, if you're being mentored, you're still the person that's making the decisions for your own life. Um, and you have to pick and choose, you know, what advice you're going to take or even potentially what methods are used to help you open your eyes and see different perspectives. I mean, obviously different perspectives are always helpful. I'm trying to think of a time where we're hearing about a different perspective can be harmful, but sometimes the methods used to get you to, uh, see a different perspective may not fit with your own particular learning style or what have you. Um, Denise, I'm very intrigued by your background and all the success that you have had and continue to have and really being uh, entrepreneurial in the AV, the business aviation field. And so what has en enabled you or inspired you or encouraged you to be so entrepreneur entrepreneurial and start these uh, ventures that you have? I, feel like I can, I have a, um, a sense of, I don't know, I guess it has to do with customer service. I've worked for companies before where, and where the customer service hasn't been delivered in the same way that maybe I might do it. And I, I feel like the customers in today's world are not always heard. Right. We're not listening. A lot of times we want to share what we can offer and, you know, we're really great because we do all of these things, but we're not always listening to our customers and what's really important to them and what they want. And so I think a lot of my desires to start my own companies has come from working for other companies that have been tone deaf in that area. Mm. Um, I know for sure that led to uh, starting Desert Jet. Um, with my experiences prior to that and me just feeling like um, I have a better use of my time and I think my customers would be more happy and I would be more fulfilled if I did something a different way. So, and I can't say that I've been successful along the way completely. I've had lots of failures, but I think um, the way I've picked myself up after every time I failed something, I think is helped me keep going <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and um, I think definitely contributed to why I'm still standing in business aviation today. Mm, that's awesome. And, you know, I know in, in today, today's world, it's, it's very different in what we live in. And I really see an increase in people wanting to be entrepreneurial, not only in the aviation field, but in, in, in general. And I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, I'm trying leaning on that side, becoming entrepreneurial. Um, what advice would you have for those wanting to start their own ventures, um, going into doing something of their own rather than, than kind of working for an entity or, or an organization? I say you'd have to have a strong, unshakable belief in that what you want to offer other people, meaning your clients and any potential employees, you have to have an unshakable, solid belief in that what 
you want and what your vision is, is worth doing. Um, because you're going to, you're going to, I don't know about you, but with me, I missed a lot of, uh, a lot of free time and a lot of things where my friends had a lot of free time to go and do lots of fun things. I didn't have all of that when I started out. Now I have a lot of free time, a lot of time to go do everything that I missed when I was younger because I was so focused on my career at the time. But um, I'd say you just, you have to have, you have to believe in it just about probably more than anything else you believe uh, in your life. And you have to believe that you're going to be successful and you have to put everybody else first, your customers first, your employees first. Um, and, and I think if you have the right personality or not the personality, the right spirit inside of you, where working for other people, and I don't mean be as an employee, I mean, working for your customers and working for your employees. If that makes you fulfilled, you're, you've made the right decision that you're in the right field and being entrepreneurial is the right step for you. And speaking of entrepreneurial, um, Denise, you just started a, uh, a new venture. Can you, can you tell us more about that? I did. I just opened the jet agent. It's a sales and acquisitions company for business aviation users, uh, primarily today focused on citation aircraft. Um, and this comes from really my, I don't know, 20 years of helping citation owners either buy, manage, maintain, uh, charter, uh, you know, all of these things I've done fly, right? I've been flying citations for over 20 years. Um, so it really comes from just my background and experience and working in citations and seeing how um, over the years there's, there's clients that need help, especially in the buying of a citation if it's their first jet or in the transition between airplanes. So a lot of times I've seen people get into an airplane and they've, they've bought a new plane, but they don't know how to update the databases. They don't know how to uh, pay the engine program amounts. They don't know how to choose a good training facility or um, a pilot mentor. They don't know how to choose insurance. And heck, they don't even know how to maybe get the right financing. Maybe they're missing an opportunity for better financing. And so I'm putting my experience to work there for citation buyers, sellers, to where I give a concierge level service that includes consultation along the life of their ownership of the airplane. Um, uh, w one thing I wanted to go back and touch on is the uh, business coaching, um, because I know there are probably executives and leaders that are are challenged and can't figure it out. Um, what would you say the value is in in even first thinking about business coaching and, and why uh, you found value in that? It's a long list. Um, there were a lot of things that I encountered in growing my businesses that I just didn't have experience in. And I'm not talking about airplanes, everything, all the aviation stuff I had experience with. Um, but when I started working on, for example, the third business, building the FBO, now we were getting into, you know, government affairs, um, lobbying, things that I had not done before, um, really getting on a large scale um, public support for a project, the, the project that I was building, my FBO, and 
And having built the two previous companies, the maintenance company and the charter company, I didn't have to worry all, about all of that. All I had to do was, well, not all, but a part 135 certification, a part 145 certification um, and growing those businesses. That was a very internal process. It was a very public process, getting approvals for the FBO and building that facility. And so um, having coaches that have had experience in this area or where they know someone they can introduce you to who can help you when you ha have problems or roadblocks that you need to push over um, and someone that can just help be your cheerleader when you're just at the end of whatever rope you may have left um, where you're tired of just trying to find a solution to something that seems completely impossible where they help support you through that and not just survive it, but help you get through it successfully. I think there, there's absolutely no way I would ever um, try to build a business again without having a business coach or multiple business coaches, frankly, who have, um, you know, much more experience than me. I, I'm really lucky the person I'm using now has built, I don't know, 20, 30 different businesses over his life. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and he's known me and known me, uh, growing and developing my previous businesses. So he has a, and he's a business aviation user. So it's kind of a, <laughs> uh, it's a win-win situation for me. Mm. Well, that's good. I appreciate your perspectives on business coaching. Cause I think, uh, that's a great value, especially, um, those that are, um, in those senior leadership roles and are having challenges. Um, is there anything in your career journey so far that um, you would have done differently? Oh, so many things. So many things. <laughs> you only have 30 minutes on this podcast, though. I'm not sure if I can. Um, well, you know, I think there were a lot of times where I, you know, I have, boy, this is, this is a difficult subject, I think, for me to talk about, but there were a lot of times where maybe I put um, my faith in people to, and develop them into managerial leadership positions where they weren't quite ready yet. And I always thought they'll rise to the challenge. And I have, I'm, I'm looking at some faces of some people that, that surprised me wonderfully and did so many wonderful things. And then I'm thinking of other people who, um, really kind of failed miserably and really damaged the culture of my business in some ways. So um, I have regrets there and not being close enough uh, to, to actually see reality. A lot of times I think I was just, oh, everything will be great. Everything will be great. And that's, I think, some of the survival skills uh, that I created to not give up and building Desert Jet, especially the FBO when things got very, very hard. I had to be so optimistic and, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And sometimes things weren't fine. And I think some of my team members needed to hear me say it wasn't fine. And um, I think I could have been a better leader through some of that um, in retrospect. All right. Well, uh, as we wrap up this uh, discussion, I do have uh, some maybe fun questions. Um, you, you mentioned Denise that, um, you, you read a lot and you, you try to go to conferences and stuff like that to develop and grow yourself. So what's, what's a few books that come to mind that maybe you've read in the last couple of years that, uh, are some of your favorites? Um, 
I wouldn't say last couple of years. Most of my leadership books that I've read, frankly, were during my desert jet time. Um, okay. Most of the books I've read in the last couple of years are more um, communications and sales oriented. But I'll say the leadership books that have had the most impact on me over time, um, like books that I would, you know, talk to our team members about. Start with why Simon Sinek. I think everybody probably right shares that as one of the kind of foundational leadership books. Um, Brene Brown's work with vulnerability. I think it was Daring Greatly, or I think is what it was called. Mm -hmm. um, especially some of her, like her TED talks and some of the speeches where I saw her speak live. Um, her messaging, I think was impactful to me. Uh, I really liked, um, turn the ship around. Okay. Um, are you familiar with this book? Yeah. Okay. I loved turn the ship around. I think it was, uh, Marquette Marquette. I'm trying to, to think about what his last name was, but that was a, a, a very meaningful book to me. And um, Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. That was another mm -hmm. one that I really loved. And probably the, the most exciting one is I know you have a book coming out or it's just come out. It's on my list. I haven't bought it yet, but it's on my list to read as soon as I can <laughs> find some free time. I just launched a business, so I'm a little overwhelmed right now, but it is on my list to read, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Um, and then you mentioned you're you're uh, re consuming uh, communication, and you mentioned sales. What are you What are you reading right now? Yeah, I just read uh, Donald Miller's um, "Building a Story Brand," mm -hmm. which, which is basically um, being able to communicate uh, the purpose of your business to customers without it being all about you, right? With it with it being about the customer and really trying to get into what is it the customer really wants. Um, how do I say that? Well, it's, it's basically about the customer journey. Um, yeah. and then Mark Hunter, I like, uh, Mark Hunter and there's a group of guys, Anthony in Reno. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but they've all written really great books on, um, prospecting and sales. Um, I enjoy those books as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Patrick Lencioni books. I mean, those are, you know, probably 10 years ago. I read all of those. Love those books. Um, he has a new one that came out, which is really good. Oh, what is it? Uh, something Genius. I, I, okay. should have, I should know. Yeah, it. I haven't read. I, I think I read like the five books or however the series were. Oh, yeah. I don't know, five to 10 years ago. And they were fabulous back then. So, yeah, well, that's that's awesome that you uh, enjoy consuming content and developing yourself because that's something that I see where um, leaders, when you see them struggling, um, it's they're, they're not really trying to get better or develop themselves. And you see the leaders that are um, successful in in their day to day and successful in starting their own business is because they're continue. They have that rhythm in their life where they're continuing to develop develop themselves in whatever they want to and it could be leadership it could be communication it could be sales it could be uh whatever negotiations but i feel like continuously consuming content and getting yourself better um it, it really makes a difference i agree 100 percent 
Well, uh, Denise, it was a great discussion, and I know we we uh, kind of bounced around with different topics, but I I had so many questions come up uh, just just uh, getting to know you more and uh, your your background and and journey within the business aviation industry. Well, thanks for so much for having me on your show today. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Executive Leadership Podcast with Denise Wilson. I hope you learned a lot about the lessons that she learned from being an entrepreneur in the aviation industry with the realization that this can be applied to all industries, given that uh, she has started up so many businesses and sold a business and also recently started her new company, The Jet Agent. So I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. And also, if you want to connect with us and the work that we're doing uh, at TC Advisory Group, you can check out our website at tcadvisorygroup.com. TC Advisory Group is a professional training and leadership development company, so you can find out more on that. And also, you can check out our other podcast, The Leadership Download, which you can also find on our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. Well, we thank you so much and we hope this added value in your leadership wherever you are at and uh, really hope we'll catch you on the next episode.